I've had a weakness for grand museums ever since I was a boy. I used to catch the train up to London at least once during each school holiday and spend the day in South Kensington at either the Natural History Museum or the Science Museum. Like most boys, my favourite exhibits were always the biggest, the enormous hissing steam engine or the giant blue whale and, of course, the dinosaurs. As I've grown older, I appreciate these museums more for their embodiment of optimism and curiosity about the world than for the splendour of their individual exhibits. America has its fair share of grand museums, nowhere more so than the great showplaces surrounding New York's Central Park or lining the National Mall in Washington, D.C. In London, none is more celebrated than the British Museum in Bloomsbury, particularly since its lavish restoration. It houses the main national archaeological collections, and I spend many happy days there researching my earlier books. Imagine my delights, therefore, when one morning I found myself listening to the museum's director, Neil McGregor, talking about one of the hundred objects for the museum's collection that he has chosen to illustrate his radio series on the history of the world. That day, he has selected an artifact from the North American Gallery, an object that, as he explained, was evidence that people had arrived in America much earlier than anybody thought. Compared with other displays in the gallery, the magnificent feathered headdresses and the elaborately carved totem poles, this object was at first sight rather modest, but the story it had to tell was of enormous significance for the early history of America. It was a stone spear point, 13,000 years old, found in Arizona. Dr. McGregor took it out of its case and to the nearby study room, where he described its features in minute detail. I knew at once that I wanted to do the same thing, and three months later, after following a trail of connections, I was walking between the Doric columns that frame the museum's famous entrance. Turning right through two glittering galleries, I arrived at a pair of tall wooden doors that led to the back rooms. Once behind those doors, the grand architecture was the same, but the paintwork was chipped and faded. This was the academic heart of the museum, where such decorative luxuries are deemed to be unnecessary. I was met by the archaeologist and curator of the North American collections, Jill Cook, who led the way into the book-lined study room where a plastic box was waiting for me and, without further ado, the spear point was placed very carefully in front of me, cushioned on a sheet of grey foam rubber. It was about two and a half inches long and a little over an inch wide. Its shape reminded me of a broad fish knife narrowing to a sharp point at one end and with a concave surface at the other. It was a creamy beige, more the colour of milk toffee than anything else, and shiny. The first thing that struck me was how very symmetrical it was, and how beautifully made. The workmanship was of an extremely high standard, each face whittled down by a series of blows that had chipped off thin flakes of flint. With the hand lens that had also been brought, I examined the edge of this remarkable stone, but only after I had run my finger along it. It was sharp, but not razor-sharp. The edge had been precisely shaped by hundreds of tiny chips, 
only really visible with the help of the lens. At the broad end, there was a shallow groove, about half an inch long, where flint had been removed in a series of strikes that left serried rows of ripples, like a sandy beach after the tide has gone out. Jill explained that this was to help attach the stone point to a wooden shaft without the need for a sinew fastening. By splitting the end of a straight branch, the point could be pushed in along the groove with the ripples of flint acting like a ratchet to stop it from being pulled backward. The attachment was so strong that once the point was in the shaft, Jill didn't have the strength to pull it back out.